Tea Pop Season 4 Special Episode. Hello and welcome to Tea Pop. My name is Laura and joining me again to talk about five easy to set up ESL activities is returning teacher and author Hall Houston. Many of you will recognise Hall from Season 4 Episode 2 when we talked about stages of group dynamics. Welcome back to the show, Hall. Thank you very much, Laura. Nice to be back. If you've been following TESOL Pop and Hall on social media, then you'll know that we teamed up to do a giveaway for his latest book, 101 EFL Activities for Teaching University Students. For the book giveaway, we invited you to share your favourite icebreaker, review or end of course activities, just like Hall did in Season 4, Episode 2. We'd like to say thank you so much to all of you for sharing your ideas. We received many great ideas and we enjoyed reading them. The five activities we're going to talk about in this episode were submitted by teachers Marcia, Lucy, Adrienne, Ben and Abigail. And I hope I'm pronouncing all your names correctly. All of these teachers have received a digital copy of Hall's book, That 101 EFL Activities for Teaching University Students. So in the spirit of sharing great ideas, Hall and I are going to unpack the icebreakers, review and end of course winning activities. I think a good place to start would be with the icebreakers. It just seems kind of a natural starting point. So I'm going to summarize um, two entries that we received, one from Marcia, and it was called Memorable Me. And the second one was Lucy's activity called Brilliant Brian. And the reason why I've paired these two icebreakers together is because they are indeed very similar. The idea for this activity is to arrange students in a circle, standing or sitting, and to take turns perhaps using a prop such as softball. And the aim of the activity is to invite students to introduce their name and an adjective that matches with their name or rhymes with their name. So for example, I would start with the ball and I say, hello, I'm lovely Laura. And I throw the ball to Hall and Hall would say, um, I'm happy Hall, maybe. It's quite a fun activity that initially Marcia and Lucy pitched for uh, younger learners and teens, but I think you could also do it with beginner adults as well. So it's a really great way to obviously learn names and also have a bit of fun in the process. Hall, what was it about these activities that stood out for you? Well, I like um, the first one, they ask students to stand in a circle. And I think sometimes it's very good to have students either stand or sit in circle so they can all see each other's faces. Um, Usually students are sitting in rows and the ones in the middle and the back, they just see a lot of backs of heads, but they don't really see many faces. So if you put students in a circle, it's a good way for them to make eye contact, to see each other, see each other's facial expressions. So I, I thought that was a very good element. And also, I think it's a good activity for learning names. I think at the beginning of the year, it's very important for the students as well as the teacher to learn everyone's name. And in addition, adding the adjective, the students get a little bit of information about each other. So overall, I think this is a great icebreaker. Let's move on to the second icebreaker activity that we selected. So this one is from Adrienne and it's called Family Crest. And this is a really creative one. I've not heard of it before and I really enjoyed reading about this one. So the idea behind this is to give learners a template of a crest And you can divide this into sections. So let's say you divide that crest into four sections and then you invite learners to draw or write about families or things that are important to them. So it could be about 
who's in their family. It could be their favorite activities. It could be something about themselves and words that describe their personality. So I really thought this was a really interesting one that could work for obviously very young learners, uh, thinking about primary level, um, up to even older students again. I mean, I work with adults quite a lot and I think this is a really lovely concept that maybe you don't use a crest, but this idea of inviting learners to use drawing and or writing, particularly for low literacy groups, it, it creates a way in which they can convey things about themselves. Paul, you have some other points to to raise about this one. What was it that stood out about this activity for you? Uh, I think this activity appeals to students who like to draw. Maybe they like drawing pictures of things and not not so much writing. And it allows them to talk about their family, talk about themselves, talk about different aspects of their lives. So it just, once they finish doing the writing and the drawing, they have a lot to talk about. They can ask each other questions, maybe even follow-up questions, get extra information from each other. So again, this is a very strong activity. I think I would like to try this with my students this semester. We've covered two icebreakers, uh, the first being Memorable Me or Brilliant Brian, as it was called in its two variations. And that second one was the Family Crest. So let's move on to an activity that could be used at different stages of a course, whether it is at the start or maybe at the middle of a course. So this activity was submitted by Ben and it's called What's the Best Way to Learn a Language? And I'm just going to cover the different stages to set this up. So The first step is to elicit different ways of learning a new language. So, for example, face-to-face, distance, self-study, and elicit these and board these to clarify keywords and the meaning of the Lexis with the learners. You then put learners into small groups to discuss the pros and cons of each of these approaches and encourage them to include their personal experiences. They could use phrases like, what I think is, I prefer... What I did was, for example, so you may want to give some scaffolding for learners to be able to talk about these and their experiences. And then Ben suggests that give a bit of input on the different ways of learning a language, board a few examples of this. And then in groups, learners have five minutes to discuss these ways of learning. And you can encourage them again to use those sentence starters of what I think is, I prefer, what I did was, for example, to talk about their own learning preferences and to keep that discussion going. And then to close this, um, of course, you can do feedback and consolidate ideas, maybe even use this time for a bit of error correction too on the language used. And finally, encourage learners to take that and make action plans for the next term based on what they've realized about their own learning preferences and what options are out there. Oh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I like this one very much. I think it gives the students an opportunity to kind of open up and talk about how they like to learn, you know, what kinds of ways there are of learning and what ways they prefer and kind of maybe share, maybe they have a, a different view than another student. Maybe they even have a little discussion or debate. And I think it also can give some information for the teacher who might, you know, get some insights on what this particular group of students needs, what kinds of things they might do that might be more in touch with what the students want. So let's move on to the final activity then, which is Abigail's send-off party. And this is obviously a really great way to foster end-of-course reflection. 
And what was really interesting about this activity is that it encourages learners after each lesson or each module maybe in a course book to keep a souvenir of their learning, whether it's a drawing or a puzzle or maybe a piece of writing or a game that they've created. So throughout the course, learners start to collect these. And of course, you tell them about the party that you plan to have at the end of course and use this as a constant reminder to get them to collect this kind of portfolio of work and then afterwards towards the end of the course when you do indeed have this party you display the students work and this is part of the celebration and looking back on their work and celebrating each other's accomplishments and seeing the journey that they've been on together oh what did you think about this activity what i think is so great about this activity is it allows students to really kind of summarize the the main points every week and create something that kind of brings up the most important things they learned. And then also when they get to the last week of class and they have the party, they're able to review all the things that they learned throughout the semester. I think that's a very good way to help students to remember because I think as teachers, we all want our students to remember as much as they can from our classes and not just forget everything after the class is over. So overall, I thought this was a great activity. I'm thinking also for those teachers who work with young learners, this is also a great way to invite the families in to see the work and to make the studies and learning visible. And that's a wonderful thing to involve the families in celebrating their child's accomplishments too. But as with many of these activities that we've talked about today, most of them can be adapted for different age groups just with a few tweaks here and there. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, yeah. I think these activities, you can adapt them for different group sizes, different types of students, maybe even some of them, maybe you can adapt them to teaching online. So I think a lot of these activities are very flexible and you can use them in a lot of different teaching contexts. I couldn't agree more. I'm just thinking now of ways in which I can use it in the online classroom. So you're absolutely right. Thank you so much, Hall, for all the time you put into Uh, this series of episodes and the book giveaway for our listeners actually a lot of work went into creating this and the book giveaway Um, Hall volunteered a lot of his time and expertise so um, thank you so much for your time Hall and I hope that you have a great start of the new academic year thank you very much Laura if you'd like to learn even more practical teaching tips from Hall then you can follow him on LinkedIn or visit his website paulhouston.com and of course I'm going to provide those links on the TESOL POP website so you can find those easily. You can find more activities and inspiration in his latest book 101 EFL activities for teaching university students which is available for purchase online or at Crane Publishing Bookstores if you are based in Taiwan. As always, if you have a question or an idea to pitch, then you can get in touch with us via Facebook, Instagram, or the website, tsopop.com. If you love what we do at Tsopop, then you can support us by posting a rating review wherever you listen to podcasts, sharing content with your teaching community, or by even sponsoring our coffee break at ko forward slash Tsopop. Tsopop.